This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. You're listening to Brewing Talks. This is Madhulika, your host for the show. And I'm also a passionate marketer and a podcaster. So, uh, this is pretty much a monsoon time, uh, I guess, in most of the parts of India. And I'm sure it is the same uh, in some parts of the world as well. Uh, and one thing which I personally love doing during monsoon, especially when it's raining outside, is to grab my favorite book and, uh, you know, also grab a my favorite cup of tea or coffee and just keep reading and reading and reading now this for me i love books and i'm a, i'm an avid book reader and when i talk a few years back i used to be the same person when i talk about today i'm pretty much the same person but the world is also changing so maybe instead of a book i may have a phone next to me and i'm kind of browsing something on the phone or reading something on the phone but eventually the idea is that i am reading something right and that something is some sort of interesting content whether it's a fictional content non-fictional content some social media uh, related information it's 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 everything about content at the end of the day uh, so today's topic brings me uh, you know to focus on this very important element of how content has progressed over the years uh, you know we have uh, you know some amazing books written uh, by some amazing authors and today i'm very very privileged to have one such author with us today and that is dr manjuri prabhu welcome to brewing talks uh, manjuri hi madhulika thank you so much for inviting me such a pleasure to have you on the show manjuri so dr manjuri prabhu holds a doctorate in communication science uh, she is a short film maker an award winning international author and founder director of pune literacy festival wow that's amazing she has directed over 200 children's tv programs and more than 50 short fiction and travel films and she has also authored 15 books close to 15 books uh, manjuri is also the first female mystery author she has published several books outside india and and this is a very proud moment uh, manjuri i must say that to have you on the show and speak on such an important topic of content and how content is progressing and we are we are really amazed to have you on the show today Thank you so much. And it's also for the listeners to know one more thing that Manjuri has very recently published her uh, book called The Doctrine of Peace uh, which is I think just about to get launched Manjuri. Yes, uh, by the end of the month it will come out. Wonderful. It's called Doctrine of Peace. Doctrine. <laughs> Doctrine of Peace. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You get it right now. Yeah. So great. So we would love to hear more uh, you know during our conversation on the book as well. Uh I think let us start with uh, today's theme which is about the state of content today uh so where i would like to ask you first thing manjuri about where is content writing moving towards you know what's the what's the scene today when it comes to content writing overall so you know basically i began writing uh, in an age where social media was not at all around or internet was not that uh, you know that rampant so mm-hmm. uh, i started writing in 95 94 and right. uh, you know novels and books like you said earlier you used to sit you would sit with books and now it's changed to your phone maybe or something so content writing content consumption mm-hmm. has changed over the years tremendously mm-hmm. so earlier we didn't have many options it was a tv and films and just books probably 
Mm-hmm. But now we have such a huge explosion of uh, content consumption and the kind right. of outlets for it. So I look at content as you know two types of two types. One is for the self, for example, in a in a very individualistic manner, like writing novels or writing nonfiction or writing your blog or writing articles uh, you believe in or you want to talk about. So that's mm-hmm. for the self. The other type of content is on spec, like for others, like say for example for a professional web. website for a medical mm-hmm. website for mm. a magazine or you know that kind of stuff so where you're writing for people because they want that so there's two type of contents in the written word but there's also the other type where which involves media in it Mm-hmm. So, for example, writing scripts, writing plays, you know, writing uh, for the OTT platforms now. Correct. So, Correct. all this kind of content today is so huge, and there's so much variety right now that books, you know, have really kind of lost uh, how should I say the priority uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for consumption. So, mm-hmm. I guess yeah, but there is lots of content today. Yes. Okay, great. So, uh, since you've been writing for since several years now, uh, Manjiri, what is uh do you think online gradually is taking over print i mean is, is online reading becoming more and how is this impacting more importantly the question is is actually about how is it impacting or shaping the way the content is being written today well uh, of course like i said there's lots of changes happened over the years uh, well the print word i would say again depending on uh, preferential choices of individuals uh, everything is going to change the game is going to change but let me tell you this that mm-hmm. the real ardent book lovers will need a printed copy in their hands you know i've i've talked Correct. to so many people so many readers and they all feel that a hard copy of a book gives them so much pleasure so i feel mm-hmm. personally that books non fiction you know these things are never going to go out of style you know they might not mm. be as many as before but they're definitely around on the other hand you know the pandemic itself has given us this really uh, huge example of how people are definitely turning to online media online books online content everywhere because you know when you when you go to amazon and you buy want to buy a book it's not in the essential commodities at all so they would not probably supply you know that to you so you can make out that books don't have that top agenda are not more the top agenda anymore and a lot of people have turned to ebooks and uh, you know watching on netflix and you know mm. amazon and whatever so the style of content has changed but having said all of that i don't think print books would ever ever go out but Correct. i give you an example i uh, mm. i used to write for um, um, a magazine called harmony Mm-hmm. It was a magazine by the Ambani's, and it was for uh, the silver years for the senior citizens. Okay. And I wrote many articles for them. It used to be, used to be a beautiful magazine which used to come to me every month, and okay. I used to really love writing for them. Over the years, in the last you know a couple of years, it changed its form from print to digital. You know, right. for obvious right. reasons. And then after digital, you know, it just suddenly vanished completely. Okay. So, okay. so you see that given the circumstances today not only is the content style changing it could also completely convert into something else or not at all mm-hmm. so yeah so you never know what's going to happen online either so there's no guarantee now of you know no assurance of what the future is going to hold for all the content creators in terms of the accepted lifestyles that we've had so far 
Correct, correct. So, uh, uh, also, Manjuri, we all know what all what all has happened during the pandemic, right? So, yeah. just like when I was speaking, you know, in my earlier episodes, that how the consumer mindsets have changed uh, over this last one and a half years in their, uh, you know, con- uh, purchasing patterns or the way they behave for, you know, looking at how they look at certain brands. Can you can you throw some insights about how your reader is today? Is your reader changing? Is your reader's interest level in a certain type of content? Is that evolving? Have you seen any new trends that has come over the period of time? Um, it's very difficult to say, Madhulika, because <clears throat> basically I'm a fiction writer. Hmm. Okay, so I write uh, mysteries and thrillers, and I know that. On the whole, you know, ever since I've begun writing and I know the the, the sales trends in the country, I know mm-hmm. that mythology sells really well. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. so mythology or after that, maybe romances sell very well and mysteries and thrillers come somewhere, maybe third, fourth in the rank or whatever. But given the readership of our country, I mean, uh, let's say 1% of our population can read, you know, considering all that, the actual book sales are very low. Okay, mm-hmm. so today we have more writers than readers, very honestly, which is mm-hmm. not a bad thing if the writers also read and if the readers also write. That's that's mm-hmm. fine. But mm-hmm. honestly, if you go to sales and if you talk about what sells and what doesn't sell, uh, the, the, the equation today is very lopsided. So no one can really tell what's going to sell. Now, um, mm-hmm. coming from there, I've, I've moved to now nonfiction. I mean, I've written one mm-hmm. nonfiction book before, but I'm just released this book about dogs and spirituality, which is called the Dog right. Dream of Peace, like I said. Correct. So Correct. I know that nonfiction sells in our country. You know, okay. people go for self-help books, they go for spiritual spiritual books, they like to, uh, you know, lose weight books. So that kind of self-help really sells. So if you're talking about content which sells today, mm-hmm. uh, it's definitely nonfiction, mythology and romance. Yes. I agree. So, you know, because this is something very interesting, uh, Marjorie, because, you know, the trend that you just define for someone, you know, who wants to pick up a certain kind of a book or a subject is, I think, something very similar that we are even seeing even in the world of social media today, Uh, you know, that uh, how people are looking for a lot of motivational content, a lot of inspirational content, you know, content that make them feel more rooted to their being to a large extent. So I think we have seen this content now, even, you know, it's not just focused. I think medium is just a way to look at something, but I think it's about the way the mindsets have also evolved. And I think people are wanting to look, go for contents, which is something in very sync with the way they are currently thinking and behaving as such. And I think that could go for the books that could go for a blog article, or that could be uh, applicable for a social media post to some extent as well. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Because you see, with fiction, what happens is people want to get lost and be entertained. They want to get lost in the fiction, okay, in that fictitious Hmm, world. hmm. They don't, from what what I know, and the kind of content I consumed during the last one and a half year was, I wanted something light and and frivolous and nothing too deep and nothing, because there was already so much drama happening all around me. I wanted Hmm, to get hmm. away from it and lose myself in pure entertainment. Hmm, Okay, so whether hmm. it was a book, whether it was a serial, so I kind of really went all out and watched Netflix and Amazon and all kinds of serials, you know, which made me feel good. So Correct. certainly this, it does affect our tastes do get affected by what's happening around us. For absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. So uh, in fact, uh, you have been known for your, uh, you know, mystery writing for in fiction as well. And uh, I think you are also labeled as the Indian Agatha Christie. So uh, Manjiri, tell me, what keeps you creative because anything fictional is about a lot of imagination right so and i think this is a very important message for 
everyone to do with content writing what keeps you creative what makes you imaginative is it inborn can we say that anything to do with content writers is all in, in you know intrinsic or it can be learned over a period of time and can be evolved over a period of time well for me if I, if i have to speak for myself i think i'm a born writer mm-hmm. uh, i know that i was born to be a writer and destined to be a writer and i knew this at a very young age like at okay. age 7 i knew that i wanted to be a writer and i stuck to it so there was okay. this i always tell everyone this that there's always a little voice in your head or in your heart telling you what you would be in your life and don't mm-hmm. lose sight of that voice because sometimes peer pressure parents pressure marks pressure of marks you know it all leads you on a path which is not your own you know most Correct. of them say oh you're going to get such good marks you become a doctor you become an engineer it's not really a goal maybe maybe you want to be you know something else maybe a pilot or something like that so you should always listen to that inner voice of yours and i think that really helps you keep yourself on your creative path uh, for hmm. me that has always worked of course and also that i knew that i wanted to be a writer and uh, at a very young age i read enid blyton and agatha christie and you know jane austen and all and i got so lost in their fictitious worlds and i loved them so much mm-hmm. that i knew that i wanted to create my own and i knew mm-hmm. that you know basically you know all my life these stories by these great authors have lived on in my memories and i felt mm. i wanted to create the same space same space in the memories of readers so Correct. that is a very strong motivation sometimes you can call it being immortal i'm looking for immortality in a way mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. to my creative work and i think okay. that that is something which every probably creative person strives for and right how do i keep it on all going it's it's sheer determination uh, you know because you know how writers really really have to slog 6 uh, 6 months you know in solitude and write a book and then chase a publisher and mm. nowadays it's no more enough just to write a book and get it published you have to promote it you know even if you're a shy writer mm-hmm. wanting to sit in a little corner of some <laughs> cave of your house and True. want to write when it comes to promotions you have to step out because today that's what the world is about you said social media you know so you have to be there on social media you mm. have to be there in front of everyone visibility is important today even for right it's mm-hmm. no more just for the actors or you know on screen and or film world it's also for the authors nowadays mm-hmm. true absolutely so all this you know when you put it together you need to have a certain kind of determination in you and a certain kind of belief in yourself you mm-hmm. need to believe that you are here for a reason and this reason is that you need to write or make a certain kind of content or you know that kind of stuff so i think for me uh, uh, my message to all the content writers out there is going to be you know times are difficult there are more creative writers and content creators out there than much mm. much before now competition mm-hmm. is very stiff you know mm. media lots of media and mediums to to let the message go out so you have to ha- be in your a game at all times i think mm. absolutely think of original ideas and you know always know what's happening in the world be up to date know what you want to do but believe in yourself mm. uh, manchuri but uh, you know for an actor they say that you know if you are an actor you should just act it doesn't matter whether you act in a film or you uh, you act in a theater or you you know you do a television commercial acting is acting at the end of the day uh, right. s- similarly when we speak about writers so now you know i was reading i just happened to just read something very interesting uh, on linkedin recently where someone wrote that there is no such thing as a digital writer and a non digital writer a writer is a writer right mm-hmm. so how much do you uh, what's your perspective here banjri to say that is there a bifurcation in today's world where there is a 
digital based writing and a non digital based writing is it something like that at all or we shouldn't be getting into such platform you know uh, layers uh, you know as such no actually uh, although i do agree to a certain extent a writer is a writer but the media does change the style of your writing for mm, example when i when mm. i the medium medium does change it because Correct. if you're writing a novel you will you know let it flourish your writing to flourish and and grow over the book and the characters will flourish and the mm-hmm. plot will flourish so all that does happen in a book i can't write that kind of stuff on a short article that i'm doing for say uh, you know um, a website Mm-hmm. So the medium does reflect in your writing. So that whether whether you want to call it digital and non-digital, I don't know. It's just that you write from your heart. You write what is required. So if, for example, a novel requires you to write a long form, eighty page, sorry, one hundred and eighty page book, uh, then you do it. And if a website article requires you to write three hundred words, then you do it. But at the end of the day, it's all good writing and bad writing. I don't call it. digital non digital technical mm-hmm, non technical mm-hmm. i call it good and bad writing and mm, correct you just correct. yeah it's whatever you write write from your heart r- do your best that you can and you get good writing and i think that's the that's the differentiation i would look at correct and how much uh, relevance do you give to uh, importance do you give to research in writing uh, manjuri oh lots really lots because i'll tell you my um, every book of mine you know especially because i'm writing mystery okay my mm. i have to talk to talk right now about my two destination thrillers mm-hmm. one is called the trail of four and the other one is called the voice of the runes mm-hmm. so they take place so they're destination thrillers which means the mystery takes place in a destination and mm-hmm. these destination thrillers take place in europe okay mm-hmm. so the first okay. book takes place in salzburg in austria the second mm-hmm. one in sweden okay in lund university and since i'm an outsider i'm not a part of that country since i'm an outsider i need to get every detail right you know to make mm-hmm. the book authentic to i have to talk about the cuisine the people the kind of you know the kind of history they have and it, they're not historical thrillers but i do pick up a thread from history and and kind of combine it with a contemporary plot so all this together in a, it's like a 360 degrees uh, research that has to come together to form a a credit credible plot so mm-hmm. research is extremely important for example for both these books i researched for 6 months okay. like, you know, minimum and then again after that when i started writing i did more research so research is a huge huge part of any book of mine and it's very important whether you write a small article or you write a novel or whatever without research there will be no credibility in your in your book or in your work correct So uh, how is the book publishing industry today yes you have spoken about you know yes i mean there are times and changing now and people are affinity towards digital is increasing so we are seeing some challenges to do with the print industry overall and i think even pandemic to some extent was responsible for you know uh, letting people uh, you know go move towards more towards the digital way of looking at content but uh, if you just talk about overall uh, what's the scene with the publishing industry today where does it stand or oh, today publishing industry is very badly hit because okay. like i said books are not on priority at all okay they have there's so much content out there that only hardcore readers would probably go to amazon and because bookstores are also closed so you mm. have to order online so your depends on the priority of the readers uh, or the viewers or where books play what role they play in their lives i think all that makes a uh, makes a lot of difference to decision making mm-hmm. but so uh, publishing books and the costs of printing distribution network everything has been affected because of the pandemic so it's mm-hmm. like the hotel industry and the 
the travel industry being affected even the book industry is pretty badly affected because of the pandemic for sure mm-hmm, absolutely mm-hmm. so when you started writing initially this is like where your very initial stage of you know your writing uh, what challenges did you see in this area uh, which you think is kind of you know uh, has like you have overcome as well as the industry has overcome and in a way what i'm trying to ask you is that you know this could be also the tips that you may have for the aspiring content writers you know who are wanting to grow big in any kind of writing today so could you just throw some light on that part so you know my first book came out in 94 okay now my 18th book is coming out now it's mm, I'm, wow. i'm 18 books old okay <laughs> but, but okay. every book at every stage i have faced the same challenges and that is okay. getting the book published okay and i think most of the authors must be facing this every time i write a book my biggest worry is would anybody publish it and it's not because of whether the book is good or bad it's because the publishers have so much choice there's so many writers writing that mm-hmm. why would somebody pick up my book and not somebody else's so my mm-hmm. challenge has always been getting the book published and the next challenge is like i said promoting the book because mm-hmm. i am basically a writer i'm not a marketer so correct, correct. i use social media i use social media of course it's like free it has global outreach you know global reach it has got a wide expanse across the world so i use social media i have control over the content which goes out so i do use it but you know there was a time when you have to do book launches you know go out there and there were authors who also you know um, hmm. employ pr people to okay. get the word out in newspapers and all that this whole system of marketing to get your book you know the eyeballs that it probably deserves is a very tiring process and hmm. i think today content creators like for example i'm talking about authors of course will face this challenge because the more people write like for example why do people call me the first mystery author to be published outside mm-hmm. india or mm-hmm. why do they call me uh, indian agatha christie because mm-hmm. there's no indian equivalent to fall back on Mm-hmm. you know so so the only equivalent they could find was agatha christie uh, you know somebody outside the country but today uh, over the last 20 25 years i'm sure there are many people who are writing and there could be comparisons and everything so while the opportunities have grown so mm-hmm. have the challenges you know because you see more more and more people are publishing which means more and more difficulty in getting published also correct because yeah so all all that comes together and i think my usual uh, common advice to all authors or aspiring authors out there or content creators out there is believe in yourself and stick to it you just mm-hmm. have to stick to it Absolutely that's so well said uh, Manjiri I'm sure your piece of advice is is an inspiration for definitely the authors and the upcoming writers and aspiring writer but also in general I think uh, we are living in a world of uh, you know huge clutter in the world of digital media and while we may see a lot of writers coming up but then I think everyone needs that piece of advice and the most important one that's been the crux of uh, your conversation is to have the originality right because yes, yes. i think it's uh, it's very easy to get swayed with different set of ideas that all 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 around us and you know we kind of tend to get digress and we just want to somewhere be in sync with those so i think it's very very important to stay original and stay as creative as possible absolutely um, yeah so i think that was it was amazing to have you on the show and i think uh, lastly i would want you to because your topic of your new book sounds very interesting 
uh, would you like to say a few lines about what's and I think this book is just I think just about to be launched. Uh, so yes. would you like yes. would you like to say a few words about it? Yes, of course. So uh, the dog train of peace is, of course, about dogs. Yeah. So it's not doctrine; it's dog train. D-O-G. Dog train. Correct. Yes, so dog train of peace. So I firmly believe. I mean, dogs have been a part of my life for you know since childhood, and uh, I take care of street dogs. My family's been looking after dogs for more than thirty years, and mm-hmm. I've been very closely associated with dogs. And uh, there was always this you know question in my mind about. On, on the other hand, questions in my mind about spirituality, about why certain people get everything, why certain people don't, you know, that's those kind of usual questions of life that everyone has. And mm-hmm. suddenly I felt that the answer to all this lies in dogs. Mm-hmm. And that is why it's the doctrine of peace, because I believe that service to dogs Hmm. is a path to spiritual enlightenment. And I've explained it in the book through nine sutras. But not just that, the book has interviews of very famous uh, personalities like Dr. Jane Goodall, Dia Mirza, you know, people like that who have spoken about uh, their ideas and concepts of nature and coexistence and harmony because the book is about love, peace, compassion, coexistence and harmony. So, Hmm. and then there are real voices, people from across the world who love dogs and who had you know, special experiences with them. So the book is all about dogs, love, compassion, uh, living with them, serving them and finding your path uh, in life, your purpose in life and how it's all going to come together. If you follow the doctrine of peace, you're going to find peace in your life. Wonderful. That's amazing. I'm going to grab a copy for sure, Vanjiri. I hope you do. Uh, so it's great. I think a very, very important part of uh, one encouraging thing to understand was that, yes, print is definitely not going away anywhere. Uh, no. You know, we may see uh, a few, you know, phases of ups and downs happening. But yes, there are still people who want to grab a book. There are still people who want to see something in paper happening. And that's why yeah, we have for books. I meant for books. OK, correct. But correct. On, the, on the other hand, magazines are going digital. Newspapers are going digital. So I think the in the long run is the books which who are going to survive in print correct correct absolutely yes, yeah. but yes yeah. i mean in some element or the other we will have print you know existing course, in its yes. different forms for sure I'm and sure, i think yeah. the only message for uh, for all the content writer uh, be it from any stream of writing is to stay original and stay creative so that's that's pretty much it from uh, myself and manjari once again manjari thank you for being on brewing talks it's very good to have you on the show My pleasure, Madhulika. It was lovely talking to you. Thank you for tuning in. Sign up and subscribe to Brewing Talks on the all-new eplog.media website. By subscribing, you can stay updated on the upcoming episodes and also share your comments and discussion on the show. I will be eager to know your thoughts. You can also listen to Brewing Talks on Ghana, Spotify, GeoSavan, Apple or Google Podcast. I shall catch up with you all soon with yet another interesting brewing topic. Till then, stay creative, stay safe and take care.